Good morning. It's September 30th. Today is the day we get the USDA quarterly stocks report. It's a relatively significant report in a sense that it gives us uh, perspective on the carryout for this year. And it then tells us how badly or how well the USDA did in calculating last year's yield and last year's demand. The trade, uh, unsurprisingly, is coming in right uh, very much in line with the USDA numbers. Nobody wants to be a hero and come up with anything different. Even though the cash market signals that we've talked about all summer long were showing that we essentially ran out of corn and we've run out of beans. Now, the cash market's got all kinds of excuses how that could happen. Um, you know, transit problems, freight problems, um, couldn't move the grain, and farmers essentially sitting on excess inventories. The problem with those arguments are that if you um, end up with a, a, a transit problem uh, moving the grain, the basis levels would only be high at the destination and not the origin. And what we had were record high basis levels at origins in the heart of the Midwest all summer long, and we still have those today. Same thing with the farmers, uh, quote, being greedy and not liquidating their inventories basis levels at the origin would not have set records the way they did this summer. So I don't believe any of those rationales. Um, what I believe is that we are out of grain and that the balance sheets are much, much tighter. Whether the USDA chooses to print that or not um, is you know, unknown. Uh, we know they're a highly political machine and um, sometimes they are, are pressured by the administration to not print inflationary data. So we shall see what happens here at 11 o'clock. Uh, but we do have very key areas of resistance. Uh, for corn, uh, the high is around that $7 area. We got up to 698 and $6.99 in the last government report in September, where they surprised the market with a lower acreage number and a lower yield. Uh, so that is our initial resistance area. That's about 25 cents away from where we're trading right now. And then the next resistance area is at 728, with that gap that I've talked about that I suspect eventually will get filled. If you are behind on corn marketings and want to use this report um, as possible opportunity to get caught up on sales, place orders before the uh, report comes out at that 695 area, just underneath that resistance area, and get caught up on sales. For those of you um, that uh, want to use that uh, possible run to that gap area, I would stagger orders after that, closer to the uh, 710 area and 720 area. Just underneath those levels, I would uh, put small incremental orders in there, 5 10% uh, at each target there. Uh, soybeans, the resistance areas are quite a bit higher. Uh, 1490 is the resistance area uh, that we hit just right around that last report in September, again, where we lowered the acres and surprised the market with that. So just underneath 1490, um, if you want to get caught up on sales, that would be the area I would use. And then the next major target that I'm looking to eventually get filled is closer to that 1536. So, you know, place orders accordingly uh, to get caught up on sales there. In the wheat market, uh, we're coming up on resistance here very quickly. Uh, the Chicago wheat market is at 925 and then 950 
and then ten dollars. So key, you know, big, big numbers just underneath those levels. If you're sitting on old crop wheat, you know, just underneath nine fifty, call it nine forty-five. If you're sitting on any old crop wheat priced versus Chicago, go ahead and get an order in there. And then the Kansas City market, where uh, the next target is closer to ten dollars, nine ninety-four. And so just underneath there, 990, go ahead and get an order in and see if we uh, can't get a little bit more sold on the old crop. Longer term, I remain constructively bullish on wheat and look like that once we get through $10 on Kansas City, it's going to pull the whole complex higher. And when we get into that $10.50, $11 area, we're going to look at maybe doing some 23 marketing for wheat. Cotton continues to get dragged lower with the macro uh, in, uh, recession trade, and it looks like we're headed for a test of those summertime lows at 82.50, where I suspect there we hold, and then we do a quick check of the landscape on how many acres we're going to lose, and ultimately how tight this balance sheet is going to be this year. Cotton is going to have a problem on the supply side for this year and for next year, and right now it's losing acres at a rapid pace. And so cotton has to do some work to correct uh, and buy those acres back. When is very difficult to know, but historically, uh, seasonally, October is, is, a, is a recovery month into November for cotton. And then December, January is when we make our big run into February where we have to, quote, buy acres. So the January, February timeframe tends to be the most bullish for cotton. Speaking of seasonals, uh, an article came out in a major newswire yesterday that uh, yesterday is the bottom for soybeans. And that for a seasonal trade, soybeans have one of the strongest profitabilities if you bought beans yesterday. 12 out of 14 years, you would make money. So that may uh, ignite support in the soybean market from a pure spec trade uh, on seasonals. But if we get a little boost from the USDA on a lower stocks number, maybe beans can get a bit of a run here. Um, we've absorbed a lot of negative headlines, the grains have. Um, if it, it feels like the world is essentially burning around us to the ground with um, record high interest rates, with record high uh, inflation rates in Europe and all around the world, um, England having to bail out their banking system, you know, a tremendous amount of stress on the system. And, and quite frankly, grains have held in there pretty darn well. And so if we can survive this gauntlet, I guess, of really bad news and go trade some seasonals into the end of the year, um, you know, I feel confident, still remain confident that ultimately in the long run, we're going to go fill those targets uh, on the charts. That 728 on corn, that 1536 on beans, that $10.50, $11 area on wheat, and then we're going to bounce back to that 110 area on cotton at a minimum. Uh, but these are all going to take time to fill out. Um, we're harvesting right now at a record rapid pace. Yields are uh, very disappointing in the west, strong in the east, no surprise there. Uh, and then, you know, we have a USDA report on October 12th where they're going to give us another round of yield estimates. And depending on what they do on this balance sheet uh, for the quarterly stocks, they're going to give us a new balance sheet for next year. So for now, we're going to um, have orders in today before the report on areas you feel comfortable doing another layer of marketing um, and use this volatility that's potentially there coming out of this report. In the long range, uh, going forward, 
Um, we have a lot of risks going forward. We talked about the economy and sort of the macro headlines that's got everybody very nervous. But we also have some really bullish variables. We still have the war in Ukraine, and that corridor could shut down at any minute, providing a big boost to grains. The war also could lead to some severe energy crisis and ultimately crude oil leading the rally into the fourth quarter, taking corn with it. Uh, we are seeing some signs of demand rationing right now. Ethanol numbers were a little slower. Export numbers continue to be slow. And so that process that we've talked about all summer long of needing to see signs of demand rationing, they're starting. Not very aggressively, not in a big way, and this is a process, so I'm not panicking, but I, I am telling you, I'm acknowledging the fact that there is some Duran demand rationing that has already started. Uh, we have a long ways to go to get these balance sheets to work out, though, in my opinion. For 23, we're going to use this rally uh, into the end of the year to start buying puts, uh, buy March puts to protect that insurance price that we set in February for all the grains. Uh, we are not going to do much in the way of physical marketing unless the crop, unless the prices go crazy. You know, something closer to 650 corn, something closer to 14, 1450 beans. You know, we'll use those levels to do some light physical cash marketing. But I'm going to lean very heavily on puts to put a floor under this crop because the biggest problem we have right now are inputs. They're, they remain stubbornly high-priced. There remains questions on availability. And so we're not going to be a hero this year and go out and do a lot of forward marketing without securing those inputs. But we want to have some protection on, some downside protection on, in case this economy decides it wants to roll over uh, and, and the Fed uh, push this thing into the ground. So we have to use those puts, something we haven't done very aggressively in a long time. But I think the market is setting up to use that tool very aggressively here in the fourth quarter um, to protect 23's insurance price. The puts in particular that I'm looking at are the 650 March puts that are trading at 28 cents right now for corn. If I can get those down in the 15, 20 cent area, we'll load up on those. And the $13 no, uh, March bean put uh, right now are trading at 25 cents. If I can get those down to 15, 20 cents, I want to start buying a bunch of puts there. Again, this is an insurance policy to protect uh, ourselves through March, uh, basically trying to help protect that, uh, that, that insurance period in the month of February where we set um, you know, that price. For cotton, we are uh, too low right now to buy any puts. We're too low to make any sales, so nothing to do there. And so we're just going to lay low on cotton and let uh, the speculative market get out of those positions and look for any re-rally as an opportunity to do some marketing and some put buying on the march. But we're a long ways away from those targets uh, on cotton. So that's the update. Uh, I'll give you the quick breakdown uh, in an audio update uh, once the report comes out. And then I will have a video update over the weekend on the supply and demand balance sheets that come with these changes. So have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon. These are my opinions and not those of ADM or ADMIS.